of me? Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bunk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of red pump in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Happy Monday, moviegoers. Welcome to a brand new episode. Welcome to Man on Fire. Welcome to episode 222, and welcome to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Juan, and I am joined by Zach, the cast, hey. the crew, the hey. good fella. Hey, what's up, guys? How is everyone doing today? How are you doing? I guess, yeah, that's a better question. How are you doing, Johnny? Uh, I'm doing, doing pretty good. It's a typical oh. Monday. I don't know about you guys. I don't know about you, Johnny. There you go. When you when you say typical Monday, kind of like walk me through the process of, of what, a, what a typical Monday is for you. Man, typical Monday for me is just, just where I work, and it just kind of sets up the reins for what's going to happen for the rest of the week, to be honest. so The reins? The reins. You know, I couldn't help to think that you know, last week, looking back at a god awful Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, yeah. um, a lot of people. I, I wasn't on the episode, so uh, I apologize. You know, life kind of uh, shook me up a little bit, but w you guys ended up getting through it. It was a great, great episode. If you guys have not listened to it, go back and listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts at Anchor, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher. Uh, the Prescribed Films Network. You guys can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, you can also watch it live on demand anytime on this YouTube channel at Emisawa Productions. Uh, great content coming out almost every day. Um, you guys reviewed the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers last week due to the unexpected timely death of one Jason David Frank. Uh, I got to admit, I went back and I watched the movie uh, earlier this week. And, uh, you know, the movie was honestly, um, it was a little unbearable. Uh, I had a hard time watching it, but I got through the entire hour and 35 minute movie. Um, if I had to give a star rating just to j dine in with you guys from last week, I'd probably give it a four. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did, I actually did the homework. I went back, I actually told Ed I was going to go back and rewatch it and, oh, it was, a. Uh... It was a brutal watch, man. It, uh, I'm on the same level as you. It's a four. Like it never. I knew this movie wouldn't get me into the Power Rangers, but it definitely didn't help. It 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 didn't, it didn't help its cause. I know that. So, uh, you guys can also check us out on the social media websites: facebook.com forward slash the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. The Instagram is all one word: the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. The Twitter is at Cinnamon Four Zero Five. Uh, while the email, you guys can email us, and uh, I'll read out some emails later today in the episode, C-I-N-E-M-E-N-921 at gmail.com. Uh, you guys can uh, go through and find all of our social medias right here uh, on the page. So, um, other than that, Zach, uh, good week. Yeah, pretty good week. Um, I, dude, I, I just can't even believe it's three weeks till Christmas, to be honest. I can't even believe it's almost that time of the year again. What do you mean, what do you mean Christmas is coming up? Yeah. It's crazy. Not interested. Humbug. You're not in the mood. You're not in the mood of it that you're going to be a Krampus this year, Johnny? 
Man, you know what? I'm just I'm just not in the the Christmas spirit. I don't know why. Um, it's it's a little different this year, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying. Uh, I think uh, I think I have to at least try. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you don't try, then you're just kind of going to be stuck. You know. You know stuck. what I mean. You know what else is stuck is movie news lately has kind of been stuck on the back burner lately. Um, not a lot of stuff to get through. There's a lot of trailers this week that came out. Yeah, uh, Indiana Jones, Beast, uh, Transformers, Beastmasters, right? Or Beast, Beastformers. Yeah. Um, Wednesday season two was officially greenlit and announced. Uh, the Last of Us HBO Max series got a trailer. Yep. Um, the La- uh, Guardians three got a trailer. Bob Bob Odenkirk uh, pretty much said that nobody part two is happening as well. Um, with all the trailers coming up. Man, did you find time to check out the trailers? And if so, what was your favorite one? We're not going to dissect every single one. Um, Honestly, I think probably the biggest one and probably the one that probably got the most attention was Indiana Jones. I mean, the fact that Harrison Ford is 80 years old and he's still playing his character is it's kind of shocking. And obviously, I think this is going to be the last one for him. Uh, But man, it looks fun. It's directed by James Mangold. I think Spielberg took a step back and is just being a producer on it. Um, And I think Mangold has a he has a very a fairly good opportunity to uh, kind of bring Indiana Jones back from the dead. From what, yeah, from what a lot of people consider to be the worst, which was uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So, you know, it's going it's, it's to be fun. We're going to review the rest of those movies next year. Um, I saw the trailer, and you know, Indiana Jones is one of those characters that is always going to be you know near and dear to me. Um, but I. Th- think they should do this character justice the way Maverick was done in Top Gun 2. Yeah. I know that I know that's 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 a huge, huge bold statement. And I know people are gonna be like Top Gun 2, Brock, that's the fucking best movie of the year. It, it may be so, but I I feel like Disney should do that character with Indiana Jones justice as well, because um, you know, a lot of people put point fingers at like Star Wars and what helped kind of got George Lucas up off the ground, but man, he had a lot of, he had a lot of pull with Indiana Jones as well. And I think if, if Raiders, of the lost Ark isn't successful, I don't think we wouldn't be talking about this character. Well, not only that, I don't, I don't think George Lucas or Steven Spielberg, maybe even take off the way they do after this movie. I think yeah. he's just, I think Indiana Jones is just an unrated character. You think he's underrated? Is that what you said? Yeah, I, I think the character and the movies are underrated. I don't think nobody talks about him anymore. I, you know, it's been 15, 50, it'll be 15 years since Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was <laughs> here. So, you know, Harrison Ford's gone on to do other things. He came back to do Star Wars. Spielberg did other things. Lucas has not really done anything in that time. But I, like you said, Johnny, I mean, I think trying to make it a Top Gun Maverick ending for this character is going to be kind of a stretch, but it would be nice to send them off in that type of fashion. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and find out. Uh, as far as the other trailers, I would probably say that was probably my favorite trailer as well. Um, I'm not excited for last of us. I'm excited for Wednesday season two. I'm not mm-hmm. as excited for nobody. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I thought the first movie was just okay. I mean, people were really, were really hyping it up, and I just thought it was fine. It's a classic, Zach. It's fine. Yeah. So, 
I'm done with Transformers. Guardian looks kind of interesting. If that's if this is the last one with all these characters, it they looks need to just kind kill of emotional. Them. They need to just kill them off. Yeah. So, but that's uh, I think that's going to be movie news for you this week. No. Um. This is, sorry, that's an old segment of the show. I know. Um. But uh, <laughs> let's get into some uh, some recent watches. I actually had quite a bit of time to watch more than what I usually am lately. Um, I kind of went back to some of my old roots and just fucking binge watched as much as possible. Um, I don't know if I didn't get to check it out or talk about it last week, but I watched a uh, Nope rewatch the Manchurian candidate with Denzel um, home alone inside man rewatched hell or high water. Um, I checked out struts on Netflix, the Jonah Hill documentary, it was okay. Oh. It was. It was. It was. Okay. It a... It's. It's about how. It's. It's pretty much about mental health and how he tried to fix himself and how he, you know, he wanted to shed some limelight on his therapist that helped him out during some dark times. Um, it's a very move. It's a very positive documentary, but I feel like it was forced. If that makes sense. You know how some documentaries are just all about capturing the uh, uh what's that word i'm looking for uh organic the, hu- the, the, or- the human spirit or it just most documentaries are just organic when it comes to learning about something this documentary felt really really forced on like forced upon. yeah um i'm trying to get into the christmas spirit like i said i watched home alone um and then man on fire for today's episode man if, if i gotta point anything out Go check out Inside Man. Spike Lee directed this Denzel flick. Very good movie. Man on Fire was a joy to watch. And you know what, man? I'm going to continue to keep praising this movie. Um, Hell or High Water. Uh, I had an absolute blast rewatching this movie today. and uh, Or not today, but earlier, earlier in the week. And uh, if you guys have not seen Hell or High Water, I highly recommend it. Um, Jeff Bridges leads an all-star cast with Chris Pine and Ben Foster. It's truly an underrated, truly an underrated uh, bank robbery thriller kind of movie. And uh, I highly recommend it. Um, So uh, I also want to talk about Inside Man a little bit. Uh, Denzel Washington, you guys know we are doing our uh, top five plus five Denzel episode later this month. Uh, Inside Man was a fantastic rewatch as well. Uh, so I highly recommend that as well. Denzel Washington, Clive Owen, and Jodie Foster. So, uh, Zach, what about you? What else did you uh, did you check anything out this week? Yeah, I, uh, I'm i just trying to get caught. I'm just really just trying to stay ahead of the rest of the year. Um, I watched the extended edition of two towers, which I talked about. I watched the theatrical last time on the show. Um, rewatched Titanic uh, two weeks from now. We're going to be talking about it on the actual 25th anniversary of the movie, um, which will be a fun conversation. And uh, honestly, I don't, I, I think it's because of the new Disney plus show that's coming out. I rewatched uh, the national treasure movies, national treasure and national treasure book of secret book of secrets. Those are really fun movies. I don't really understand why we haven't got a third one. It, they're just they're fun and you know you want to go on a treasure hunt after you're done and um a little bit it's such a watch Jenna or take 
Like he's a composer and right look for a type character. So, um, like Wednesday, go check out Titan. Check out the National Treasure Plus and HP for next week for Two Towers. Uh, I have not yet checked out Two Towers yet. I'm kind of dreading that girthy watch. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. If you start today, you can just get through it an hour a day and you'll be ready to go. Yeah, no problem, for sure. Um, but Zach, you also have some truth facts about Man on Fire that you uh, want to let us know about. Uh, yeah, so uh, most of the scene between Denzel Washington and Christopher Walken were completely improvised. The production hired 70 local actors and 11,000 extras during more than three months of filming. Uh, Marlon Brando was originally was the original choice to play Rayburn, who's Christopher Walken's character in the movie. And Tom Cruise, Robert De Niro, Will Smith, and Bruce Willis were all offered the role of Creasy. And those are the hmm. four things you didn't know about Man on Fire. Interesting. Um, man, how different this movie would have been if uh, Marlon Brando was in it? It'd be crazy. It'd be a very different type film. Yeah. Um, for sure. Uh, but now, guys, we are going to get into one of our favorite and most sacred segments of the show. Uh, we're going to get into our top five. We are talking our top five Christopher Walken movies today for this episode. Um, like Zach said, Christopher Walken is it plays not a very big part in this movie. I wouldn't even say a crucial part, um, but he does have a significant part in this movie. Um, so if you guys want to play along, go ahead and send in your top five Christopher Walken movies at C-I-N-E-M-E-N-921 at gmail.com. And uh, we'll get through uh, the top five. Zach, do you have any honorable mentions before we get started? Uh, no, I do not. What about you? <clears throat> I, I, I'm going to rapid fire through mine. I only have to um, catch me if you can and stand up, guys. Okay. So what's your number five? Uh, number five is really not even a movie. It's a segment. And I don't know about you, Johnny. I could have used a little bit more cowbell. I mean, I, I think it's honestly one of the best, like maybe top five uh, skits that SNL has ever done with him and Will Ferrell, <laughs> and this the seriousness that the seriousness that Christopher Walken can do on a comedy show is just it's just staggering. It's just you want to he can't he really truly doesn't break character, and it's just it's just so funny. It's just one of the best things they've ever done on SNL. So uh, number five for me is the cowbell segment on SNL. And that's funny. Yeah, I'm I'm really enthused that you brought up a, an SNL segment for a top for like one of his favorite uh, movies or performances. That's that's good. I really enjoy that. Number five for me is going to be Batman Returns. Um, <clears throat> uh, I as he plays Max Shrek in the movie, he plays one of the villains. 
call it campy, call it cheesy. I adore Batman Returns, and I appreciate Christopher Walken in this movie. So uh, number five for me is Batman Returns, which we did do a whole episode on back in the day. Um, yeah. Zach, Zach, you laugh, but you, you just I want you to know Batman Forever is right around the corner. So I wouldn't laugh too hard if I were you. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, don't... Number four for you, sir. Uh, number four is probably going to be a surprise to most people just because of just my, uh, I wouldn't say my dislike for this actor, but I just, what, just my, um, background with the actor, uh, number four is click, uh, number four is click with Adam Sandler, where he plays the guy from bed, bath and beyond that basically gives him the pa the remote to as he's, he's able to pause, rewind, like it's a, a basically universal con remote control for for life. Um, really funny movie, and on and it's a, it's a very, very good movie by the by the end of the movie. That we a con movie could have a that depth and that uh, do I spend time laid and morals and morals on the right track? So uh, number four is a uh, click. Click, man. I'm, I'm again, man. You're shocking me with these top five <laughs> answers. Um, uh, I'm grateful for that. For that number four. Number four for me is going to be Sleepy Hollow. Um, mm. Christopher Walken plays the headless horseman, uh, which is a very, very underrated, adored Tim Burton film. Um, Johnny Depp, Christina Ritchie, Christopher Walken. Uh, this movie's not scary, but it's very, very creepy and eerie, and it's a joy to watch when it's cold outside. Um, I would love to one day review this movie with you guys. Um, it's a movie that I don't think gets talked about nearly as much as it should. Um, but Christopher Walken plays a creepy headless horseman, and that is my number four is Sleepy Hollow. Number three for you, Zach. Uh, number three is the film we're talking about today, Man on Fire, so we'll get to that here in a little bit. Really? Yep. Number three for me uh, is going to be Seven Psychopaths. Have you seen that? I have not. Mm -mm. Really? Good things about it, though. Sam Rockwell's on that, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Um, Sam Rockwell, Colin Farrell, Woody Harrelson, and Christopher Walken play, plays uh, Hans. Um, fun cast. Uh, if you like um, Gangster or... Uh, I, I guess gangster or uh, kind of crime drug dealing movies. Uh, Seven Psychopaths is, is funny. It's a crime comedy, so uh, I recommend it. It's my number three favorite uh, Christopher Walken movie. So, Zach, number two for you? Uh, number two for me is going to be probably another surprise to most people. Uh, but truthfully, this one just comes from a childhood um, love for the film. Uh, number two is Mouse Hunt with Nathan, Nathan Lane and uh, Lee Evans. And it's just a very three stooges slapstick type comedy where these two brothers basically try to hunt down a mouse in a really old decrepit house. And Christopher Walken plays Caesar, this kind of kooky exterminator that takes his job way too seriously. And again, man, I mean, his, his comedic timing is just right on the mark and his scenes are some of the standout moments in the movie. So number two is mouse hunt. Uh, number two for me is going to be King of New York, um, also starring Lawrence Fishburne and uh, 
you know, uh, it's, it's a, it's, again, it's a fun movie. And, uh, I, uh, again, gangsters, drugs, undercover cops, Christopher Walken does really good in these roles. So number two for me is, uh, King of New York. Zach, man, what is your favorite all time Christopher Walken, uh, movie role? Uh, number one for me, celebrated its 20, 20th anniversary this year. And Jennifer the Adams. Kind of cut out there, Zach. Just catch if you came walking, basically play ball. He shows him shows him the be like a and how to get away, you know, ordinary people get away with, and, and or how to get by. She could say. So catch me if you can is Zach's number one. Uh, my number one is going to be the Deer Hunter. Uh, a phenomenal movie, a movie that I did not watch until just a few years ago. Um, and it's one of those movies that did win Best Picture, but it, for some reason just never watched it as, uh, as as huge of an Oscar-collecting fan as I am. I just never watched it, and I did watch it a few years ago. And uh, since that watch, I've watched it like probably three or four times since then. And it's just a very, very interesting movie about war and what war can do to you. And uh, Christopher Walken just... He, he nails it in his part. Um, highly recommend it. Favorite Christopher Walken movie. So if you guys want to share your Christopher Walken movies or favorite roles or uh, characters that he's ever done, please, please let us know. Um, again, here's all the social media. You can send it out at facebook.com forward slash the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. The Instagram Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Uh, but the easiest and fastest way, just send us an email. C-I-N-E-M-E-N-921 at gmail.com and we will read your emails over uh over the the show uh like we try to do every every monday some days um zach we don't hardly ever talk about christopher walken but let's let's talk about him just for a little bit now um you think he's ever going to be somebody that you'll remember specifically for just that one role or do you think he like just like you explained in your top five he's different in almost everything he does um i would i would agree with that that um consensus i mean he every film he does he kind of i mean there are his caricatures i guess you could say are kind of similar in every movie but his his performance is different in every movie you know he he does the the science the same kind of I don't know if gangster is the right word, but just the same type of like tough guy persona, you, you know? Yeah. And so I think whether it be mouse hunt or the deer hunter or catch me if you can, or cowbell, whatever it is, there's always a sense of, um, so there's just a sense of swag to him. And he's, there's just a guy that, you know, you'd want to just sit down and just talk about his career and just have a drink with. So. Today we are talking about Man on Fire with the original release date of April 23rd, 2004 with a budget of $60 million. It grossed a little over $130 million at the box office. Um, IMDb gives it a 7.7. .7. Weirdly enough, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 
the meta score is at 47%, while the Google users have it at 85%. Um, in Mexico City, a former CIA operative swears vengeance on those who committed an unspeakable act against the family he was hired to protect. Um, Man on Fire stars Denzel Washington, Christopher Walken, Dakota Fanning, Rada Mitchell, Mark Anthony, Rick, uh, Mickey Rourke is also in there, directed by Tony Scott. Um, before we get into the film, let's talk about Tony Scott a little bit. Um, do you have a favorite Tony Scott film, Zach? Uh, if I had to pick one... Uh, man, this guy, he's done a lot of good stuff. I mean, the original Top Gun, Beverly, Hill Cop, Beverly Hills Cop 2, Crimson Tide, Enemy of the State, um, taking a Pelham 1, 2, 3, another. He's, where he's worked with Denzel like three or four times, to be honest. Yeah. He also um, did Deja Vu. He's did Unstoppable, Pelham 1, 2, 3, Deja Vu, Men on Fire, Crimson Tide. Five times he's worked with uh, Denzel. So I'd probably pick Unstoppable. I think that's kind of an underrated uh, Denzel movie. Obviously, Men on Fire. And I think Enemy of the State is probably uh, one of Will Smith's underrated films, too. So, If I had to go away from any of those just to be different and to say, hey, you guys should check out this movie, Days of Thunder with Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, very good, good movie. Um, so let's talk about it. Um, is this the first time you've seen Man on Fire? Uh, no, this is, I th honestly, I think this is probably my second rewatch of the film since God, I don't, I don't know when I've had the, the DVD forever. And, um, this time I watched it on Amazon prime just to get like the HD quality of it. And I have to say, I've always had this one in high regard to Denzel films, but this one, the, this rewatch, I still really like it. It just, it dragged a little bit. It dragged, and there are just some nitpicks that I, I didn't pick since the last time I've seen him. What about you? Um, I didn't nitpick anything on this movie. I really enjoyed it every time I do check it out, but I did kind of – the movie did kind of drag for me from about – man, it takes 52 minutes for, for – spoiler alert, this is an old movie. If you guys haven't seen it, go check it out. Um, it takes 52 minutes – for PETA, Dakota Fanning's character, to, to, to get abducted. Yeah. Um, so I have two different views of this movie. How I really love this movie because it gives you the time from the minute the movie starts to 52 minutes. It gives you an hour for Creasy and PETA to, 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 to mingle and for them to care about each other. So the, mm -hmm. the character development in this movie is extraordinary as it's an action crime thriller movie. A lot of action crime thriller movies, they don't spend that much time on character development and they don't spend that much time on um, making sure you get the backstory of them two feeling for each other. Uh, it, but in the second half of the movie, you know, the last hour and 20 minutes, it kind of drags especially when he's interrogating some of the, the key witnesses and the key people to the abduction. Um, and I know for a lot of people, it's the opposite. A lot of people, they don't like how it takes, you know, the first hour drags and the second hour, is, it picks up really, really, really quickly. What were you, how do you feel? 
Zach's completely frozen, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it going. Um, you know, so so, so Man on Fire, like I said, the first the first hour of the movie is completely uh, getting ready to. You know, you're meeting John Denzel Washington. You're meeting Paul, which is played by Christopher Walken. Um, and then you meet the the Ramosas. Um, you meet everybody played by you know meet the you meet the family in the first twenty minutes. Uh, the dad played by Mark Anthony. You meet the mom Lisa, and then you meet you meet Peta played by uh, Dakota Fanning. Um, so Zach, we were just talking about meeting the family. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of Mark Anthony as an actor in this movie? Mark Anthony to me is is not the choice. No, he's not the choice. He. Zach is uh, completely gone again. He is now uh, a man on fire. Um, man without Wi-Fi is, is, is what we're calling Zach today. Um, sorry, guys. Give me just a second. We're having a little bit of a technical difficulty with Zach's, uh, Zach's Wi-Fi. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I think this movie picks up really, really quickly. Um, you know, you also get to meet John Creasy and when you do meet John, you automatically know that he has, you're automatically subjected to, Hey, he's got kind of a drinking problem. Uh, it flirts with the idea of him shooting himself in the head. It flirts with the idea of, of all different kinds of things with John throughout the movie with his, you know, drinking and, dealing with whatever kind of background of past he had, um, which it lets you know in the movie. Um, <clears throat> but he, 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 he gives it straightforward to, to PETA. You know, he's like, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm not here for you to get to know me. I'm here to protect you and to, to make my money to protect your family. Um, so he does whatever he can uh, to let PETA know that, hey, you know, I'm all business. I'm, I'm not here to be your best friend. Um and he carries his Bible with him around, uh, and he carries it with him uh, to the room. And you know, the the mom, uh, Lisa, ends up pretty much, she pretty much says, "Hey, you know, let me. Uh, I borrowed your Bible if you don't mind. I'm going to." Uh, Can you hear me? And... I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. We're, we're we're having technical difficulties over here. So, <laughs> can you hear me? Okay, though. Yeah, I can hear you good. We can okay. go. Uh, yeah. What? What? What do you? Um, what, were we talking about the family? Is that what's going on? Yeah, I just got done talking about the family, and then I just got done, you know, talking about how let you know letting everybody know that John is straight business. He doesn't want anything to do with being Peter's friend. He's you know he's he's not a caregiver. He is strictly there for business. How the film starts out, and uh, he is all about protecting her her family. Um, let me skip back for a little bit. When you first get introduced to Mickey Rourke and, you know, you see Mickey Rourke and Mark Anthony's character, Samuel, did you automatically remember that, hey, those two might have something to do with it? Or did was it like a brand new watch for you this time around? To be honest, I remember the 
the big twist of the movie by the time we get to like what's actually going on. I I didn't remember how, what exactly we, what exactly led up to that and like what were the circumstances of it. And so on this watch, I, I enjoyed the, I actually enjoyed the twist. And so when Denzel actually um, confronts uh, Samuel played by Mark Anthony in this movie, it's very, it's very tough. And Rhoda Mitchell, I think she gave a good performance of being the mother and saying like, Hey, you, you gave up, you basically had our daughter kidnapped because you owe everybody money, basically. Mickey Wark's character, I forgot he was even in this. And so it really didn't surprise me like <clears throat> later that his his character doesn't survive the movie. What what do you think about that? About Mickey Wark? Yeah. Uh, you know, he is what he is. I I I I, enjoy, I thought his character was okay. Um if I had to nitpick anything, it would be it would be the Mark Anthony character and how later on in the movie when you know he knew and had a lot of things to do with it it just he didn't sell it for me and i think that's a majority of the issue that i had yeah yeah i would agree with that um so like i said it takes 52 minutes for her to get abducted they finally start bonding at the end of the hour the first hour you know he teaches her some some swimming instructions and then you have the swim meet um The attack, the, the attack and the kidnap happens about 53 minutes. What did you think of the initial kidnapping? I I kind of thought that the the whole sequence with the kidnapping itself. I'll just go ahead and I'll just go ahead and say that one of my biggest gripes about this movie, I didn't realize it until this watch was like the what I call the quick flashing montage. It just it it got old. After 15 minutes, it's like, okay, we get it. We're trying to be like a gritty crime thriller. And it just, to me, it just kept going. And it it, it really hindered my watching of the film. But the to answer your question, the whole, the sequence of the kidnapping, I thought was well done. And it really set the stakes for what the later half of the movie is. Yeah, and this really has that first... Two, the, the early 2000s action crime like sequences where there's a lot of parts like like in the initial kidnapping where she sees that you know John got shot so Peter runs up to him <clears throat> the dialogue is automatically cut off and there's just music playing in the background there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of scenes like that especially when he's going through and trying to interrogate people um, and doing his his uh, equalizer thing, which I got some equalizer vibes from this movie, which is fine. Uh, I, you know, I really, I really thoroughly enjoyed this watch. Um, if I just had to change anything, it, it would be the, it would be Mark Anthony. I just did not enjoy him as, as the father at all. Yeah. And um, I'll be honest with you, man, this movie does not need to be, need to be two and a half hours long. Uh, you know, you could really cut this down to like two, Two five, two oh five, two ten, maybe, maybe even an hour and fifty, and we would get the point of it, honestly. Yeah, but that's Tony Scott. Yeah, I mean, is a, that is a classic Tony Scott thing, and I agree with you. The whole fifty-two minutes is very key to the relationship with these two characters because if you don't sell that really well, you don't care if she gets kidnapped. You don't care if he goes under or whatever. 
And so just, like I said, there were moments where, like, I was really with the movie, and other times, like, I just, I kind of <clears> thought like, what you said earlier, it just kind of dragged. It was kind of like, okay, you know, we can, you keep, you know, it, there, there are parts of it that I really enjoyed, and other parts that I was just like, okay, let's just move on. Yeah, um, I, I I get that, um, especially like, did you get the hint of this was based on a true story in real life? People, oh, when they oh, when it one kidnapped sixty, I thought that was the real real of it. I didn't think this was or is it? Uh, Zach is Zach, you still with us? Can you hear me? Yeah, no, you're 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 cutting, you're cutting back and forth pretty much, pretty much the whole time. We might, guys, we might have to end it here. Cause... Um, But yeah, uh, you know, I think this movie, as far as it being just uh, a ransom movie, and I, I personally, you know, one-on-one -on -one, uh, can really enjoy ransom movies. Um, there, there's a ton of them out there, especially when it's got to do with uh, <clears throat> the story like this one has. Um, I think Denzel brings the fire, no pun intended, and I enjoy his character straight from the get-go. And I think he picks this movie up and he runs the whole way with it. And it, it kind of seems like it's been that way, Zach, with these conversations with these movies like The Hurricane, The Bone Collector, um, Man on Fire. Uh, I, there's certain movies that we've picked that we covered Denzel. And, you know, some people are like, you know, hey, they're mediocre movies. But with Denzel, they're really entertaining films. Without Denzel, would they be trash? You know? Probably uh, definitely a, definitely a step up. You know? Um, yeah, so if you guys want to go check out, uh, Man on Fire, I highly recommend it. Um, like Zach said, it's on Prime Video. Uh, I believe it's also on Apple TV. Um, and, you know, like, like, like we said, the, the Tony Scott directing the film of it being like almost two hours and 20 minutes. Uh, if you have two hours and 20 minutes to dedicate yourself to this movie, uh, I highly recommend it. So, um, Zach, you still with us? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was just trying to wrap this up so that way we can. I know, I know, I know this has not been the best episode, guys, and I apologize. I, I really don't know what's, 
never really had a situation with the Wi-Fi doing this, so it's kind of it's it's, it's you know makes me question it. Um, so Zach, I'm gonna go ahead and let you get out of here. What's your star rating for Man on Fire, right quick? Um, I'm gonna give it an eight. I mean, I, like I said, I think this is one of Denzel's underrated films, and I think he's uh, definitely a, a best the best part of it. We didn't really talk about her unless you did. Uh, I think Dakota Fanning. I think you know this is why she's considered one of the best of her generation. So, and we really didn't even talk about like all the films that she did around this time frame. Worked with De Niro. Tom Cruise, Sean Penn, Mike Myers. And so, you know, she she may not be what she used to be, but still, I mean, when you get Dakota Fanning, at least you're getting some um, quality work out of her. So, uh, This is true. Um, I'm going to go a step below, and I think I'm going to give this movie a seven. I think the length of this, the length of this movie really bothered me um and again i did not enjoy mark anthony at all in this film uh so uh denzel was great there was also some key points to where i did not enjoy the uh the ending honestly where john creasy does the the life for life uh exchange yeah he saves dakota fanning at the end um but i i did not enjoy the the switch and i did not enjoy how he dies at the end um i thought it was a very cliche kind of because i mean it was all but it's 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 also i think that's why i'm thinking like you know it does say it was you know it, it based on like a true story i guess i guess that's really the way the, the the actual story ended um but i just didn't like for it to be a hollywood ending you know i i didn't like to see it go out like that but i'm gonna give this movie a seven I still think it's uh I, I still highly recommend it because it is one of if you did not know who Denzel was by the time 2004 hit this movie is the movie that you were like oh I need to watch more Denzel movies um this at least to me and uh, a lot of the people I know Man on Fire was how everybody was introduced to Denzel at least in, mm -hmm. my, everybody in my my age frame and uh generation I guess so, Man on Fire is the movie that introduced me to Denzel Washington. I'm going to give this a seven. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. And it's interesting because he did he had this and the Manchurian Candidate the same year, and then Inside Man was before was after that, and then Out of Time was before this. So it's he was kind of on a he's kind of on a crime. Out of time was out of, out of time was a good movie. The Manchurian Candidate to me was very very slow, oh too much too, yeah too much of a slow burn. Um, I am I'm I'm right around that 2005 2006 range, so I think I'm watching Deja Vu next. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Zach. Uh, before you go ahead and start freezing, I guess I'm gonna let you out of here. Let you go before I hit the email bag and finish up the episode, man. So, uh, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Yeah. You go ahead. You, you, you got to exit out. Oh, I got to leave. Okay. All yeah. right. See you later. Thanks. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and read it and dig into the email bag, guys. Again, I'm so sorry for the way this episode is sounding and being all uh, across the universe. 
no pun intended for the musical. It's a good musical, by the way. Um, again, if you guys want to email the show and uh, send us in some of your star ratings or send us in some uh, some some uh, recommendations, um, you can send us at email us at c i n e m e n nine two one at gmail.com. Um, <clears throat> uh, again, uh, Toby says, where has man on fire been my whole life? What a film nine stars. Um, Jeffrey says my top five nineties nostalgia. Number five, Tang, uh, number four, free Willy. <laughs> number three, uh, Michael Jordan ballpark commercials. I guess the Michael Jordan uh, hot dog commercials. This is number three. Uh, number two, the colored ketchup and mustard bottles. I remember those, the the purple ketchup and green mustard and stuff. Uh, and his number one is going to be Nickelodeon bath slime. That's funny. Uh, Sam G69 says Power Rangers was a throwback, but what a god-awful film. Reliving it in your 30s, I would give this three stars. I'm just being honest, not a very good film. Uh, Sarah 97 says, Man on Fire was such a good rewatch. I really can't wait for Den for your Denzel episode now. Should be fun. Man on Fire gets nine stars from Sarah. Uh, Steven says, Everyone hating on Mif and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It was pure fun for me, and I love the rewatch. Eight stars. Uh, Henry says, Shout out to you guys for discussing Wednesday. Such a fun Netflix series. I can't wait for more episodes. Nine stars for Wednesday. Um, Nicholas says, Man on Fire was not fire, way too long, it dragged, and the ending was complete ass. Five stars, worst Denzel movie I've ever seen. Nicholas was not a fan of Man on Fire. Uh, Gabriel says, loved Man on Fire, uh, first time watch, but hated the ending, can't wait to hear y'all's thoughts, eight stars. Uh, and then I'll wrap it up with Omar. Omar says, finally got around to seeing Black Panther in theaters. It was a worthy sequel, but not as good as I wanted it to be. Still gets a seven. So seven stars for Black Panther. Um, other than that, guys, next week, I know this episode had to get cut short. Uh, kind of by myself here. Zach's uh, Wi-Fi was not, was not working today. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed us talking about Man on Fire for a little bit. We had a top five discussion of our top five Christopher Walken movies. Um, and next week, girthy episode, not really, uh, girthy movie to watch, The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Uh, last year we reviewed the first one as it was the 20th anniversary of The Fellowship of the Ring. This year it's the 20th anniversary of The Two Towers. So next Monday, that's what we're going to be reviewing, The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. You can check this movie out on HBO Max. So go HBO Max it up and watch this movie and join us next Monday as we talk Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, right here on a brand new episode of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Everybody have a good week, and uh, we'll talk movies again next week. Thank you. <laughs>